Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. the Cleveland Browns, the Chargers versus Kansas City. Okay. Okay. First half of the game, Kansas City looked like crap. Second half of the game, Kansas City looked better. I don't know if Kansas City looked better or if or or the Chargers liked worse. Uh, Here's my issue with the Chargers. If you make the same penalty more than once in a game, you really deserve to lose. In this game, they they had false starts, like, I think they had two false starts, but on top of the false starts, they had two illegal shifts. Both the illegal shifts were the offensive line was still moving when the quarterback started the player in motion. Now you're speaking about the Chargers. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, now Mr. Herbert looked great. He did look good right up until we started seeing illegal shifts and uh and false starts this is uh this is something that that the chargers are going to have to tighten up or they will lose this game would not have like literally the illegal shift happened while they were on the 1 yard line it took away a touchdown. Yeah, you can't do that against Kansas City. You can't do that against Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes did not look bad. His receivers looked bad. Travis Kelsey looked bad. They were dropping passes left and right. I don't know if if Patrick was throwing harder or what. Uh, 
but it was not, it, it was not the Kansas city that I think we're used to. And this brings me to the point that I wanted to make, which is all three of us, uh, yourself, Burley, myself, and, and even Dr. Dog all really put Kansas city as, as the best team in the AFC. We'd be but, forced not to, but I don't know if I can keep saying that after the game I watched today. Okay. Well, I wasn't privy to seeing this game live. Obviously I was watching the Browns game and I did see a lot of highlights. I looked up a lot of video highlights and breakdown. Yeah. Kansas city's defense is horrible. They're bad. They are bad and they shouldn't be. They have Frank, what Frank Clark, they have Chris Jones. I believe that's his name. They have Matt Matthew and it, they just, they can't stop anybody. I mean, do you realize that it's realistic to say that the Kansas City Chiefs right now should be 0-3? Yeah. They really should. I mean, and, as is, they're 1-2, and two, which isn't too far off of 0-3, but that really that that the Cleveland Browns should have won that first game. Absolutely. They let Kansas City crawl their way back into the game. That's why I was so disappointed. I, I didn't expect the Browns to win going into the game, but when you're up 21-10 at halftime, my 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 train of thought's totally different. Yeah, we could we should win this game. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. We so, were I mean it, we were right there. We were right at at halftime. You you have to have said to yourself, Kansas City's defense can't stop the run. They can't stop anybody. They can't stop the run. They are getting killed by penalties in the secondary. I I mean, right? It's it was the same. It was the same thing with the game today. Well, it, going. It, the, the thing is, is with Kansas City, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm following this game as I'm watching the Browns game, as I'm following the rest of the games. And I see it's 14 nothing, and da, 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 da. next thing you know, it's 21-17 Kansas City. And I'm like, okay, here we go. But then it didn't. Right. And then last week with Baltimore, you figure, all right, Patrick Mahomes is getting the ball after they let Lamar Jackson drive down the field. Kansas City's getting the ball. They're going to go down and win. And then they didn't. So it's like and then two they years didn't. ago <laughs> when they're down 28 points at halftime against Deshaun Watson and they come back and, and blow the doors off of them. They, they have to, again, the only reason they beat the Browns is because the Browns had nine new starters on defense going into the first week of the season. That's it. I, I think what would have changed this game into something that would have been phenomenal would be Jamal Adams. <laughs> and here's the other thing, though. Kansas City can't run the football. No. no Kansas it, City doesn't want to run the football. No, no, like like literally Kansas City could not advance the ball until they started throwing out routes. Uh, they couldn't run the ball at all. They couldn't throw over the middle. Kelsey was being covered like you wouldn't believe. So they started throwing out routes, which, you know, 
I, you can only make it so far down the field with an out route. Look, when, when, when I saw the productiveness of Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill on my fantasy team, yeah, I, I knew there was something really wrong. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm seriously I, – I, I know Andy Reid will come up with something. And, and yeah, I heard he was taken to the hospital after the game. I, I didn't. I didn't hear that, but yeah, I guess he uh, left in an ambulance. But they just said he was ill, but but he yeah, didn't really expected anything major, I guess. But when you're so, that old and that fat, you never know. So the listeners understand. I live in Dallas, and I do not. I am not privy to Browns games live. I have to watch it on NFL Game Pass. So I knew nothing about what happened after the game because I was watching the rerun of the Browns mm-hmm. game, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which takes us into the Browns game. Ugh. Okay. I'm going to oh. let you, I'm going to let you start because okay. I, I, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think I, I, I have a lot to say about this game. The first oh. thing I have to say about this game is at no point of this game, not for one second, did I fear the Browns were going to lose. Okay. I, I, there was a point about midway through the first quarter that I went, you know what? The Browns could win 17 to three because the first quarter and a half, I thought the play calling was absolutely horrible. <laughs> okay. Okay. Before you go any further at about partway through the second quarter, I thought, thought that there was the possibility that we could go into overtime with a three to three game. <laughs> oh, I didn't because of the fact that, that Justin Fields just, just, you want to talk about a deer in headlights. We, we went almost two quarters though, with no productivity. It, oh no, I, I understand this. And this is the play calling, especially in the two fourth downs. I'm like, you guys are getting too cute. You're, you're trying to run these little halo motion plays and you have um um felton out there and not kareem hunt i'm like it's fourth and two what are you uh, doing and at first they were having a hard time running the football well they they failed at at fourth and two twice right in the first half right one was at midfield one was deep in their territory the one at midfield cost them a field goal. The other one didn't cost them anything. Okay. Okay, so when it was 13 to 3, my mind kind of said, this is it. This is game over. So I want to go through the stats of this game with you. And, I, and I'm going to give you quite a few stats here, but I think they're very important. First downs. Cleveland, 26, Chicago, 6. Okay. Total plays, Cleveland, 78, Chicago, 42. That's a lot of three and outs. Wow. That is a lot of three and outs. You get the ball 11 times, you only run 42 plays. How many three and outs is that? That's that's like 10. uh, Yeah. 10 to 12 three and outs it basically went when they did the game summary it went field goal punt punt field goal punt 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 half 
punt, 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 punt. Wow. Okay, so this is where this these these stats I, I I've never seen anything like it. Justin Fields was six out of twenty for one yard because you subtract passing yards from sacks. So net yards, okay. he had one. One. Baker Mayfield, 1931. Not bad, not great. 5.6 yards per pass. He was sacked five times, but Field was sacked nine times. Uh, um, 215 rushing yards for Cleveland, Chicago, 46. Sorry. This is the this is this is the, the only one that disturbs me. Penalties. The Browns had seven for 98. Wow. And they got the thing about it was is they weren't they Batonio, I believe, had a false start and a hold. Conklin had a false start. Treader had a false start. Um the, the penalty on John Johnson on the pass interference. I could have done without that. Okay. I don't think Allen Robinson has a chance to catch the ball regardless. And actually that was 41 of the 98 penalty yards, but it's still a penalty. They got to clean that up. But time of possession, 40 for Cleveland, 20 for Chicago. The, <sighs> the Bears defense is not bad, but when you're going three and out, Every drive, they were worn out by midway through the third quarter. Right. And Cleveland was told, man, Miles Garrett opened his mouth and holy shit, there's the sacks you were looking for. Clowney got two and a half. Garrett got four and a half. I think everybody got, I think Stefanski had a sack. (laughs) And Justin Fields just, just showed that he's not ready. I think uh, with the Bears, and, and we're and we can we can discuss this at another point. Is I think Matt Nagy is the first coach to be on the hot seat to lose his job. You can't have forty-seven yards of total offense in a football game. Uh, Where was the Bears' running game that I kept hearing about all week? Well. The, uh, <laughs> It's not like they were down big at any point until the end. It uh, it was not pretty. Uh, oh, I didn't say it was pretty. The defense was pretty. You know, Chicago did not look. Uh, Chicago did not look. Hey, it was a good start for Mister Fields. Um. Cleveland was a great team to go up against first. I don't believe that. Oh, I thoroughly believe that. You know why? He's now gone up against the best team in the AFC. He has a goal to move up to. Yeah, they get the the Lions next week. The rest of that team has a goal to live up to now. 
And uh, I, I think the Bears are just waiting to see when Andy Dalton can come back. Do you think I, he'll... he's not, Justin Fields is not ready? <sighs> he holds the ball forever. He never looks at his first read. He's always looking to try to get out of the pocket, scramble, and. Again, I'm not going to kill a guy on his on his debut. I'm I'm not, but I don't think there's ever. I would willing to bet that every one of his stats are tie or first for the worst of any start by a rookie ever in the history of the NFL. They averaged one point one yard per play. Oh, let's see here. Oh, you know what? Out of that entire conversation that you and I have have just had, I have just now finally gotten the stats up for the game. Whatever you do, don't go to clevelandbrowns.com to try to find stats. I just I go to ESPN.com. Or actually, I go to my fantasy app and, and then go to the scores and then hit the game, and, and they, they break it down perfectly. Uh, six, six of 20. Wow. One, one yard. I knew he threw for 67 yards, but it's only one because he got sacked. He is, he got sacked for 66. Yeah. He, well, he threw for 68 yards, so he got two. Okay. Uh, three carries. ESPN.com, he had one. Three carries for 12 yards. Why Dude, are you even, they, why are you even attempting to run against a defense like Cleveland's? I'm going to tell you why, and I'm going to give you one name specifically in this game particular, was JOK. He cut him off every time he tried to go outside. 19 of 31. It's not bad. First half was, was not good. Baker looked like his left shoulder was bugging him there for a minute. Yeah, uh, he ran himself a touchdown pass, though, or a touchdown, though. Yeah, and he threw one. Uh, four carries for 31 yards. That's that's not bad for a quarterback. Uh, what'd you think of Odell? Solid. Didn't expect a ton. Didn't expect that much, honestly. Uh, he, he almost had 100 yards. Maybe, and, what was he, 78, 81, something? He was like 77. Five completions, 77 yards. So, I, 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 think, I think the Browns missed Jarvis Landry more than I thought they were going to. Uh, he was targeted nine times, though. So Correct. And, and three of those were in the first half that Baker missed. Baker did not look solid in the first quarter and a half of that game at all. Well, he, he was missing his number one receiver. I mean, he threw a ball over... Uh, who was the guy that was wide open down the scene? And he threw it 10 feet over his head. People, Harrison Bryant. Uh, I, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to kill Baker. I mean, he was solid, didn't turn the ball over. It's always important, especially with a guy like Baker Mayfield. You cannot turn the ball over. Donovan Jones, Rashard Higgins. Uh, both 100% days with their receptions. Um, weren't big receptions, but Kareem Hunt 
Oh man, what a game! Six receptions for seventy-four yards, and then, and then he ran. What was his rushing? Uh, he ran ten times 70. for eighty-one yards. Yeah, and Chubb ran for what eighty-four. Chubb ran twenty-two times for eighty-four. Did Nick Chubb just feel like he was never involved in this game? I. It seemed like every time that Nick Chubb was out there, the the defensive line was 100% on him. When Kareem Hunt was in the lineup, they were more worried about Odell Beckham Jr.'s than, than Kareem. And, and the well, thing about that is that Kareem just proved he, he ran half as many times as well, Nick Chubb and got the same yardage. Right. I mean, but Nick, like I said, I, I felt like Nick Chubb was a non-factor in this game. And he still rushed for over 80 yards. Yeah. And he had 3.4 yards of carry, which is his lowest in a year and a half. That's saying something. I'm a uh... Kareem Hunt's a different guy. The Browns see the Browns run that kind of bootleg bubble screen. Right. And, they, and, and they pull, it's usually to the right. They pull the left guard which is Betonio. And then they have they, they're either two or three tight ends that always are in motion, ready to block. And then they can hit Chubb or Hunt on that little bootleg screen. And there's nothing but blockers in front of them. Right. Sorry. Miles Garrett. Four and a half sacks. <sighs> Uh, which, what, was it JOK that, that helped him, or was that Malik Jackson? The half? Yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was, it was JOK. It was JOK. Um, that, it, pretty darn good stats there. Uh, Jadavian Clowney, two sacks. Oh, gosh, man. Uh, I, I will say Justin Fields spent a lot of time on his back looking at the sky, didn't he? <laughs> he just didn't look like he was comfortable. <laughs> I, I, I what, what, Okay, I, I, I'm not going to say it because that's a totally different conversation, but I'm going to say it, but I don't want to talk about it. What is okay. it with the Ohio State quarterbacks in the NFL? They all suck. Well, They can win the Heisman. Three years in a row, they go to the NFL, they stink. I'm not going to say Justin Fields stinks it's a after one game, game but it's Ohio State does not run the pro-style offense that everybody thinks they do. It's a different game. Yeah, it's a totally different game. It's faster. Uh, and, and they are just not prepared for it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, here. Here's where we're, we're about to start feeling bad um secondary mr denzel ward not a damn thing uh he broke up a couple of passes um tried to tackle let the guy get another eight yards Secondary fundamentals need to learn to tackle people. 
You're talking about a defense that just gave up 70 yards in an entire game. Uh, okay. I remember Tom Brady having a, a conversation. This was back when the NFL did their top 100 of the 100 years that the NFL has been around or the 50 years or whatever that was. They just did this. Right, right. And uh, the, the conversation that was going on was about how Bill Belichick, even if they won, would still critique his players. Well, well sure. guess what? We're, yeah, I'm critiquing the players. Okay, fair enough. I think Denzel Ward needs to work on his tackling. Fair enough. I think everyone else in the the secondary needs to probably work on their tackling. Let me ask you a question real quick before you finish. Is And I did watch this game in its entirety. I think I may have missed one play. Okay. I don't ever remember seeing Grant Delpit in this game. Uh, or may I mean maybe the fact that they didn't throw the ball downfield at all, except for the one pass interference. I mean, he may have been in there. I just don't recall ever really hearing his name called at all. Well, hang on, I'm check. He was in. Uh, he attempted a tackle. And that was about it. Okay. I just want to make sure he wasn't hurt again. <laughs> nope. Uh, Denzel Ward had three tackles in the day, in the game. Which, uh, like I said, I, I I'm I don't want to be overcritical on him. It, it's it's not that. It's it's it bothers me when I see defensive players letting people gain yardage after they've been hit. Yeah. And a lot of that goes back to the old, these guys are trying to tackle at the waist and not the legs. Right. And, and that's. Well, Once you wrap up the legs, they're done. That's a. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's. You know, we keep saying that it's a different game. It's a different game. And I understand that. Uh, I don't know the answers totally. I don't. I really don't. Um, I'm not a football coach. I've never claimed to be a football coach. Uh, what the heck was that? Mm. Um, Crickets. Yeah, that could be. That could be because you don't have any ears in. Well, I just didn't have them with me. Yeah. yeah. But all in all, I'm going to say I give the Cleveland Browns a B plus for this game. Uh, there is still stuff to work on, but man, the Cleveland Browns looked better than the Kansas City Chiefs today. Uh, yeah, against a far lesser opponent, but still, yes, you're correct. I have no issue with any. I mean, yeah, 
the defense surrendered that one big penalty, which John Johnson got called for pass interference. I didn't right. think it was pass interference, but it was still pass interference. The defensive line gets an A plus for sure. And whoever put that Bears offensive line together should be should have been fired two seconds after that game was over. Well, you know, uh, Jason um, Peters should have retired five years ago. Honestly, I, I I think the Bears are not to sound like a cliche here. Uh, the Bears are in a rebuilding year. They stink. Um, but I I don't want to knock them while they're down, man. It's like, well, not that. They, they're getting better. They have improved their team as per last year. Yeah, I don't even know if I go. I mean, again, do, they have, do you think they Trubisky have was better was better than what they have right now? At the end of the day, no. But at the same time, I could also say that. You know, you draft a quarterback in the first round and you do nothing to do help your offensive line outside of drafting a guy in the second round who got hurt in training camp and is out for the season. And then didn't do anything with free no. agency to fill fill in those holes. This is why I say Matt Nagy is going to be the first guy to go. Um. I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I, I think Chicago Chicago has moved forward instead of sidestepping. The The problem is, is that he didn't move forward enough. Right. He, I mean, and again, they're starting. Let me finish real quick. They're starting a rookie quarterback because the, the, the guy they signed in the offseason, which, which wasn't wasn't the idea at all. But Andy Dalton was supposed to be playing, not absolutely. Not and I think if Andy Dalton would have played today, I think the outcome would have been the same. But I don't. I think it would have been. I think it would have been more competitive than it was. That game wasn't competitive at all. I mean, no. even when it was, even when it was ten to three or whatever the hell, thirteen to three, I felt like that game was over. Like, if you're in the thirteen. Yeah, remember Andy Dalton played with the Bengals and he gave the Browns, and I know it's a different team, but he right. gave the Browns fits. So I mean I give the Brown, I'll give the Browns defense an A minus just because they gotta clean some stuff up, and I agree with you. And I think I think the coach would say, Yeah, we gotta clean stuff up. We can't have all these penalties. We had like three block in the backs on punt returns. Right. I mean in that, in that last drive in the, in the second quarter, they had the ball 35-yard line, and they end up starting at the six mm-hmm. because of illegal block in the back. You, got, uh, you, you can't do that in the playoffs late in the game. Uh, it's uh... – Uh-oh. But I watched Justin Fields struggle, but I also watched Mac Jones struggle today. 
I watched uh, 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 the, the guy for the Jets. I, I can never remember his name. Uh, Wilson. Horrible. They didn't, even score. they didn't even score a point. Justin Fields had one more throwing yard. Jets had points today. And, and, and these rookie quarterbacks, they're struggling. Trevor Lawrence, he threw a Hail Mary pick six. Yeah. Not a Hail Mary, a flea flicker pick six. I mean, come on. These guys are struggling. All right, hang on a second. Hey, Kristen. What? Oh, I Could can't you do close this with that you. door, you please. Hang me on all the time. All right. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't Good know. Good win. We get the Vikings next week at their place. Which Vikings have looked good, surprisingly. I'm. I kind of put them out to pasture before the season started, and uh, it, 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 here's thirty for thirty-eight attempts, three hundred twenty-three yards, three touchdowns, and that was against Seattle. Okay, but let's put that in perspective also is they had no Dalvin Cook also, so you're going to throw the ball more. That makes it even more impressive. Well, even with no Dalvin Cook, uh, you still had Madison rush 26 times for 112 yards. That's four yards of carry. Broke a hundred, you know, as, and let's see, you, you had Jefferson, nine receptions for 118 yards, Conklin, f- seven receptions for 70 yards. That, that's 10 yards of reception. Justin I'm Jefferson a, is a star. I, I, I think Jefferson, yeah. Uh, Jefferson's, Jefferson is a, a, Big time receiver. He's going to be wanting big bucks when his contract comes up. I kind of understand a little bit more now that why they let Stefan Diggs go. I mean, it's like, man, mm-hmm. you didn't really miss a beat. No. And the guy's a lot younger and he's a lot cheaper. And, and, uh, yeah. And, and they have them locked up for longer than they would have kept. Right. Would have kept Diggs. Uh, I mean that the, that game next week's not going to be a gimme for the Browns at all by any means. No, I, I still think the Browns are going to pull it off, but uh, I think they will because I don't think Minnesota's defense is all that great. But it's uh it, well I I will say this if they played like they played the first half of the game today with the Vikings, they're going to end up playing from behind. You don't want to do that against the Browns. And you don't want to do that. So, you know, like like Minnesota. Okay. As I said before, our defensive line is strong. Our secondary is where I get a little bit worried. Without Delvin Cook, you've got three wide receivers and a tight end in the Vikings that are extremely good. Is he uh, going to be out next week, or or do we know? We don't know yet. I don't even. I, I'm not even clear what his what his injury was. He, he's on day by day now. All right, so we should expect he'll play. 
Uh, let me look at. I'll, I'll tell you what his injury report is. Delvin Cook. Delvin Cook ankle. Did not practice Wednesday, did not practice Thursday, did not practice Friday, and was questionable for the game today. All right, so I would expect him back. I think he'll be back, but, you know, any more with with the the injury. Well, you, you know, anytime you're dealing with the ankle or the knee now, it's imperative for you to be really cautious. Because that's the areas that are being targeted. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it's uh, a, <laughs> okay, that's the first time I've ever seen that. Uh, I was going through Seattle Seahawks injury list and, and they have two players where it says NIR resting veteran. Uh <laughs> Okay. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is this the NBA now? It's <laughs> Kawhi Leonard's not playing because he it's his it's his it's his normal rest day. I I, I just fucking pussies! I swear to God. Where in the world do we go from here? Um, that's just crazy. That's crazy stuff. Yes, I think uh, I think the the the, the Vikings are going to be a little bit tougher than the 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 Bears were. This is a game that I would not be shocked if they lost a close game. I honestly wouldn't. I I I why why do you say such crazy stuff? Because. Again, I said defense played great today. They played great against a bad team and a quarterback making his first start. This is not that situation. This is they have a veteran, Kirk Cousins, who when he plays at 1 o'clock on Sunday, plays well. When he has to play in prime time, he stinks. They have weapons all over the field. And our defense is only going into their fourth week being together. You know, when I said I got to see five weeks, I, I don't. We may not get the same. We may get six sacks again. I don't know, but I don't. This is going to be. A, a, this is going to be a closer game than I. A lot. I think a lot of people are going to say. I mean, the, what are the are the Vikings two and one or one and two now? Uh, the Vikings are one and two now. Okay, well, they lost their game because their field goal kicker can't kick it, what, 34-yard field goal? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, which, yeah, by the way, our kicker looked outstanding today. Okay. I mean, what are you, 57, a 51, and a 46-yarder? Yeah. He was 4 for 4 today. Uh, I give him, yeah, he, he looked at, he, he looked better than the chargers kicker today. Did you happen to see the, the end of the, the Baltimore Detroit game? I did not. Not yet. Okay. So I shouldn't tell you how it ended. No, you can't. It wouldn't hurt me. 
All right, so Baltimore was up pretty big most of the game. Detroit comes back, actually goes up. I think it was 16-14 uh-huh. with like a minute with like a minute left. Okay. Baltimore has no timeouts. Lamar Jackson's they're at like their 10-yard line. He throws a nice pass to get him to about midfield, but they have no timeouts. There's no there's like 14 seconds left. So they spike it. Okay. They, bring in just, they bring in Justin Tucker for a 68-yard field goal. Did they make it? It hits the crossbar and bounces over. Holy crap. To end the game. Holy crap. 68-yard. NFL history. Wow. That's pretty darn impressive. Uh, Actually, the sad thing about it was, is the refs botched the call right before the field goal because they were showing it on NFL Network and Baltimore should have got called for a delay game. Literally, the clock hit zero and two more seconds went by before they snapped it. Oh, and there was no flag. Oh, you're kidding. Nope. I'm sure you'll see it. It was unreal. But for him to drill that kick like that, maybe it was 66. It was 66 or 68. Either way. Uh, it hit the crossbar and bounced over. Wow. Wow. A lot of weird things happening today in the NFL. I, I mean, I'm serious. Well, there's something weird. There's something weird happening right now. What's that? Uh, San Francisco is down 10 points to Green Bay. 10 to nothing right now. Not weird to me. Second quarter, 10 to nothing. What in the world is going on? Part of the Bengals Steelers game. What'd you think? Um, I think Ben Roethlisberger should retire tomorrow. They are that bad. Dude looks 60 years old. They can't run the ball. They can't stop the run. Ooh, isn't, that the whole, isn't that the whole Steelers thing? Run the ball, stop the run. Run the ball, stop the run. Damn, they'll do it in three years. I mean, and they have no plan at quarterback moving forward. What 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 was it? The Iron Curtain, Steel uh, Curtain, the Steel Curtain. That was it. Um, I did see. The well, end wait, of- wait, 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 wait. What what you think about our what you think about our Burrow boy? He played well. I mean, his stats were it was like fourteen out of twenty one for one hundred and eighty or something. I mean. But they ran all over the place, so it didn't matter. But he he looked good. I think they're the third best team in our division right now at this point. Wow, that's kind of a big change for you. Oh, Pittsburgh 
you know, even when they beat Buffalo, they didn't look good doing it. I yeah, big Big Ben's uh, he's done. Well, it, did did you notice that he he was having what what I call a uh, Drew Brees syndrome, where he just couldn't throw past ten yards. I mean, everything he threw was under. Well, yeah, he can't throw the ball down the field. But if 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 you can't throw more than ten yards in this in in this NFL, you're never going to make it. I mean, it just they're just bad. They're bad. Saints Patriots Saints twenty eight to thirteen. I saw um, none of this game. I saw highlights. This game looked like a snoozer. I don't. I don't know New if I England would, couldn't get out of their own way. I don't know if I would say that it was a snoozer, but I would flat out say New England has zero chance of going to the playoffs this year. I don't, I don't know why. I, I don't know why anybody's. I when, when they when Cam Newton was still there. God, I I don't like mentioning his name. Oh, geez, another would, Packer. I, I thought they would have a shot. But I don't know why people think that they're a playoff team. They're not. Buffalo's uh, going to run away with that division. They look good again today, too, although the fact, again, they have a hard time running the ball. They put yep. up 40, 40, what was it, 40, 43 points. They still can't run the damn ball. And Washington's defense was supposed to be this great defense. Really? Um, I will I will say Washington looked horrible today. Um, I don't even know what to do with Washington this year. Is, 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 I'm going to bring his name up again. Go ahead. Are we getting close to Cam Newton time in Washington? I, I think it was Cam Newton time uh, about two weeks ago. Uh, I I think they are being absolutely silly, not thinking about it. I'm just simply saying it's but, his old head coach. It was 43. Uh, the, the game ended 43 to 21. I'll tell you what, Washington is one quarterback away from being a winning team. I just want, okay. But when I say, you know, they're, Taylor Heineke has one good game, but he's a backup for a reason. So mm -hmm. what other quarterback is out there? And it's your old head coach. But is it the old head coach stopping the transaction from happening? That is, that's a very, that's, that is a question that, that, that is going to have to be answered eventually because, because if they keep losing and they're supposed to compete for that division, all bad as it is, they're going to have to start answering questions. Okay, well, what are you going to do quarterback? I mean, honestly, uh, one season for a million dollars, Cam Newton's the best answer for you. If Cam Newton gets you into the playoffs, sign him for two more years. You're still only going to pay about $5 million. What do you got to lose? What do you have to lose? You have no core. Heineke 
is in the same position that Justin Fields is in, where he needs to be behind a veteran quarterback right now. He does not need to be the quarterback. Okay, but let's look at, I mean, Washington went into the season and their answer was, okay, Ryan Fitzpatrick, which I'm thinking, okay, that's the best you can do. I mean, so maybe there is something behind that Ron Rivera doesn't want him. I mean, I know he re-signed in New England, but he was a free agent. That, that that's that's why I'm 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 so skeptical. I don't know what to. I want to know why Washington came out very emphatically stating that they would not hire Cam Newton. I, I don't know. What is the deal? Is it is it Ron Rivera? Or is it the management, the the upper, the general manager? I mean, because honestly, like I said, you are one quarterback away from being a winning team and having a winning record. Cam Newton can throw. Cam Newton can run. It's perfect offense for him. I mean, it, you were putting, Jesus H Christ, you were putting everything on the beard yeah cam newton's better than the beard again i will say there's a reason the guys played for nine different teams uh, he's he's a professional backup quarterback is what he is so I, I don't i don't know what to make of washington but you know what not my problem uh, you said that you watched some of the Jets Broncos game. No, I oh. said I watched some of the. I watched about the final five minutes in the overtime of the Dolphins Raiders game, and I did see quite a bit of the Rams Buccaneers game. Okay, uh, Jets Broncos Jets played at Mile High Stadium. Don't they? They yeah. Donut, <coughs> donut to twenty six. Um, <laughs> if there's if there's one thing guaranteed that I've learned through three weeks plus or three almost three four weeks of the NFL is mm-hmm. neither New York football team has a quarterback still. Uh, I think the Giants are in better shape than the Jets, but dude, their quarterback is awful. All right, let, let me bring this up. I don't care about Daniel Jones is terrible. Come on. There we go. All right, so week one. Uh, week one, the Broncos played the New York Giants. Correct. Uh. Broncos won 27 to 13. Week two, they played Jacksonville. Won 23 to 13. Week three, they played the Jets. Won 26 to zero. Well, the Broncos haven't played anybody. Well, that's the point that I am bringing up. Um, week four, 
they will be playing the Baltimore Ravens. So they are finally, by week four, playing a team that has <laughs> some credibility. Correct. Um, which I think is going to be the, the first challenge for this team. Uh, I, although I, I will say the Broncos actually look fairly good today. Uh, they dominated the game, which was to be expected because of the fact that they were playing the Jets. But, uh, yeah, I was seriously kind of impressed with them. Uh, I, I will tell you the most impressive team I saw today was the Los Angeles Rams. Okay. They just, I know that game ended like what? 38-28 or 34-24, but that game wasn't that close. The Rams just dominated Tampa Bay. Uh, I mean, they dominated them. Was that the Thursday night game? No, it was uh, four, 4 o'clock this afternoon. The Thursday night game was the Texans and the Panthers. Okay. Let's see here. So it should be right here. You would have been watching the Browns game during this game. Gotcha. <laughs> but it was it was the game of the week on Fox. And I'll tell you what, the Rams just looked so good. They did whatever they wanted. Okay, that's okay. There it is down there. Okay, so the Buccaneers got blown out by the Rams. Well, I wouldn't say blown out. Um, it, it was a blowout. Don't let the score fool you. So does that okay now isn't this interesting Bob um both Los Angeles teams are looking really good this year I mean the Chargers should be 3 and 0 Chargers should be 3 and 0 the Rams are 3 and 0 Yes the Rams look like the best team in the NFL today to me They run the ball with Sonny Michelle. They have all kind. They got Robert Woods. They got Cooper Cup. Is holy crap, dude! That dude is a special person. Cooper Cup's incredible. They got Higby as a tight end. They, they and and they have Deshaun Jackson. And, and like I said, they traded for Sonny Michelle with New England. The thing with the Rams is it's kind of like they're all because they have no draft picks in the next three years. Well, and, and that's a very good point to be made where, uh, where, whereas the, the rest of us, the rest of our teams have draft picks, but may not have money. Uh, well, I've, yeah, but the cap, but the salary cap is still the salary cap. Well, that's, that's what I'm talking about is that we don't know what's going to happen with the salary cap yet. Right. But, uh, when the, but when the rest of the team are drafting guys and putting on rookie contracts, the Rams moving forward are going to have to re-sign their own guys and sign free agents at a higher price tag. So their window is yes now. 
but yes. their window's only three years. Well, that's the thing, though, is that they only need three years. The Eagles versus the Cowboys. Eagles versus the Cowboys. Give it to me. What are you thinking? They are playing here in Dallas. How about them Cowboys? Oh, that's what I'm screaming. I'm screaming about them Cowboys. Don't think it's going to be close. Don't. Don't. Well. Hmm. You know, I just did a show last week with uh, with my friend Grover Washington, who's from Philly. And uh, while I love Grover, I think his team is full of crap. And uh, you will not be hearing the chant E-A-G-L-E-S anytime soon because the Cowboys are going to stomp all over them. I agree. I think the Cowboys are better than I believe that they were going to be. I think the Cowboys are extremely strong. Uh, they, it's a, like we said, it's only the third week in the season right now, so you can't really say say much ado about anything. They're still a one and one team, just like the Eagles, but they are going to stomp all over the Eagles. They're uh, Dak Prescott is looking better and better every week, and he's okay. starting. He's starting to make me nervous. One. Here's here's the thing to me. They lost. Yeah, they're one and one. They lost to Tampa Bay. Yeah. On a last second field goal. Yeah. Okay, but they still lost. Yeah. Their best running back is Pollard. It's not even Elliott. They may have a two-headed monster like Cleveland does. Yep. That is they true. have Mari Cooper. They have C.D. Lamb. They have a good offensive line, and their defense improved immensely from last year. I do not believe that Amari Cooper is playing tomorrow. I he do better believe... or my fantasy team is screwed because he's all I got left. I do believe he is on the injured list. No, there's no way I would have seen that. Now you're going to make me nervous because I really need him tomorrow. Well, I'm opening it up right now. I, I will tell you, but I I have him on one of my fantasy leagues and I got a notification that he was not going to play. Mari Cooper is not even on the injury list. Yes, he is. Okay, he's not on my thing. Rib injury. Oh wait, he's not. He's not projected to score. No, he's projected to get sixteen fantasy points. So he's playing. LP, FP, FP. Okay, so he participated in practice Friday and Saturday. Um, did not practice. Well, he was limited practice on Thursday. He is still listed on the injury list, but. It does not say whether he's in or out. Uh, is there? It really else? shouldn't matter because 
I should have put Jamar Chase in my lineup, and I forgot to do it. Okay. So I wouldn't really even need Amari Cooper tomorrow, but I do. If he doesn't play, oh well. But I, I think I, – I, I just think Dallas is going to – I think this game is going to be probably 31-16. Ooh. San Francisco's on the uh, borderline of getting their doors blown off here. Discuss. Discuss. My disgust with what the Browns call a throwback uniform. I think it, I think they refer to it as like the commemorative, what is it, 75 years? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. 1946, right. The commemorative 75 years where they tried to put all of it together into one uniform and they looked like they were a college team. The numbers on the stickers were falling off. Drop shadow. Yeah, we definitely had that back 50 years ago. You know how hard it is for a spotter at an NFL game to call a number to the announcer when they're color shadowed? It's a... There's a reason why NASCAR banned drop shadowing numbers on cars you could outline them but you couldn't drop shadow them because Uh, because the scores could not uh, yeah okay anyways please tell me how that is a throwback uniform it's not i told you it wasn't it wasn't intended to be a throwback uniform they were trying to combine all the uniforms in the last 75 years into one and they failed. So have any of your predictions changed for the NFL season? Have you seen any teams that look like they're a heck of a lot better than they were or teams that are a heck of a lot worse? Give it to me. All right. I'm going to start with the bad first is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, 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 and, and when we did our, our predictions, I know I was, if not the only person that thought the Steelers would actually be better than everybody thought. I thought they could possibly squeak into the playoffs, but, oh, my God, they are horrible. And I know not having T.J. Watt, and, and, and Ben is 180 years old, and he's got a bad pectoral muscle, which – at his age, is probably going to hurt for the next six weeks. Yeah, bad peck is is not it's not fun when you're having to throw downfield. Um, I gotta say, Kansas City's dis- disappointing me. <laughs> okay, I mean, you remember before the season, all the people going twenty and zero. Is it possible? Well, they're one and two. Yes. As far as the good goes, there's a couple teams, and Arizona's one of them. I hey, I, 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 was, I didn't buy into. I truly didn't buy into Arizona because I think Kyler Murray is just really small. But they can play defense, 
and they can run the football. So yep. when you can do those two things, then Kyler Murray doesn't have to stress the fact that he's got to do everything. Um, Anything else exciting you? I mean, not everybody else. I mean, like you said, Denver, yeah, they're 3-0, and but they've played three of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Okay. Here's Scott's uh, number one surprise was the Green Bay Packers. I thought that they would be a lot better than they were with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, number two for being as bad as they are uh, has to be surprisingly the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I just I, here I thought that they were going to go probably 15 and one this season. And now it's looking like they may, they may, they might make it halfway. I mean, you're right. The thing is, is they can't run the ball and their defense is off. My surprises. Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, they pulled another one out of their ass today. Well, I, I don't know how many times you and I have said this over and over and over again. A win is a win. Doesn't matter how you get there. Not only that, but Derek Carr is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the entire NFL. He has boosted his accuracy by 10% this year. But he's always been accurate. It's never had a good team around him. Well, last year, his biggest problem was the fact that he was laying on his ass almost every play. Correct. It's not happening this year. He's not getting sacked like he was before. And here, I didn't even think they fixed their offensive line problems. But in a way, they have. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to piggyback onto that because I, I, I didn't really think about them. But, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, that's they're definitely a, a more of a surprise than I thought they would be, especially, so, in, that, especially in that division. Yeah. Yeah, it's I I've I've seriously been impressed with them. Uh, next impressive team, the Los Angeles Rams. Well, I've always thought they were top five, so I they yeah. It's well, it it was impossible for me to sit back and say that the Rams were going to be a good team this year because they're switching quarterbacks the whole shebang. Um. Man, let me tell you, those Rams look good. Those Rams look really good, even in yeah, those stupid ass blue uniforms. I don't care if they're blue, white, yellow. They have the worst uniforms in the entire National Football League. I don't know who thought electric blue and yellow were good color combinations, but uh, my last team to be how would you say proud of uh, uh, who are, who's actually surprising me uh, 
is going to be the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I even though they're two and one, the the whole quarterback turmoil that that we've dealt with in in Los Angeles has uh, I thought it was going to throw them for a loop. Uh, but you know that they've they're looking really good their their completion rate is up there uh their defense is is like a good i mean uh, how, how do you say this in a good way net net points for the first three games is 50 points yeah but they're scoring they're scoring big uh I I think the AFC West is actually going to be a tough div- division now. Whether I don't know if Kansas City is going to be able to. I think Kansas City may end up being a wild card in the playoffs instead of a division a later. It's a possibility. But the thing is, is going into the season, what, what did everybody say? The two tough, toughest divisions in football are the NFC West. Yep. And the AFC North. Yeah. I don't think the AFC North is one of the toughest divisions of football right now. I, I think I, it's the NFC West, and I think it's the AFC West. I think the AFC North, I always, you know, I'm a stats guy. So, so I'm looking at net points here. Net points, the Cleveland Browns are 26, up 26 in net points. Cincinnati Bengals, 14. Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers are both in negative numbers. Right. Which is telling me that really the only team in the AFC North that's strong is Cleveland. Well, and here's another thing. And you brought this up the other day about the injuries. Mm-hmm. The Browns pretty much got out of that game pretty clean outside of uh, Greg Newsom going out at the end. It's a calf. We'll see. Yeah. Um, the offensive line's a little banged up. I'd like, I'd like, I'd almost like them to sit Wills out for a game just to get his ankle right. I'm over him being in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. Conklin's a little banged up. Um, well, I, I honestly but mainly, think, but the, but the injuries for the Ravens and the Steelers are just mounting up at a rate like you don't believe i think you're i think you're right on on the the jedrick wills thing uh that line is strong enough to handle him being out for a weekend you could put chris hubbard at left left tackle for one game minnesota's defense doesn't present that big of a pass rush well, that is another underrated team, I will say. Minnesota is going to pass more if uh, if Dalvin Cook is not there. So that's got nothing to do with the Browns' offensive line. I know. So I'm saying this this would be a good week to sit Wills down and let his ankle get fixed. See, I, I don't, I don't know. Minnesota's 
Minnesota is one of those teams that that I, you could freaking flip a coin with. I do not know if they are a good team or a bad team yet. I just can't figure them out. Kirk Cousins has increased his accuracy. But yes. but their defense their defense hasn't I mean the one team that they went up against that they lost to was the team that actually had a stronger offense which challenged their defense. So I don't know if that defensive line you know sit sit wills yeah just sit him save his Save his body. I just want him to be healthy for when it matters. <clears throat> I think this is the first time that we can honestly say that 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 Cleveland is not dealing with severe injuries. Last year, not like a lot of other teams. Last year, we I mean, we had no Grant Delpit. We we had no uh Greedy Williams. Uh, Greedy Williams. Denzel, well, I think Denzel Ward was hurt for four games. Uh, was he hurt or was it? Yeah, he did get hurt, but then he got COVID. Yeah, well, he only played. So, thir- but either in any way, you missed he four, only, games I, four games. I think he played 13 games last year. Okay. Um, That's got to be his career high for sure. <laughs> no, this year is going to be. I mean, his- it is what it is. This year is going to be his career high. He will, he will work all. He'll work every game this year. We don't have to worry about him getting COVID. He never hits anyone hard enough to get hurt now. So that, that was, that was funny. That was actually funny. You didn't laugh. Yeah. I I know your love for Denzel Ward. You, You didn't laugh. You didn't laugh. Uh, other than that, I don't see. I, well, no, I would say that New England kind of surprises me for being crap. Um, not me, not at all. Not not once they they made Mac Jones a starter. Not me. Were you surprised about Jacksonville being as bad as they are? Yeah. No, not at all. Urban Meyer will be there maybe two years. And then he'll either go back to the booth or he'll go take over UCLA or something and win another four national titles. Well, you know, when, when, when they hit 10 losses and the camera keeps, keeps uh, panning over to, to look at Urban Meyer and he's grabbing his forehead uh, that's usually telling you that he's going to use the excuse that that he he's he he needs to leave football again because uh, medically he's he's just not right. Yeah. Um, wasn't wasn't that his excuse for leaving Ohio State? Um, no, he he did he leave or did he take a year off? Maybe he, no, he, no, he did no he left. You're right. He he left. So with Jacksonville, to me, it's like. I want to look at it and go, okay, you know what? Trevor Lawrence is one of those transitional talent guys. However, 
through all of his high school and all of his college, he netted a total of three losses in eight years. He's currently 0-3. That eventually is going to get into your head. Yeah. Uh, the last team that I would say is surprising me is out of the NFC West. Can you the take Arizona a guess? No, no, that that doesn't surprise me. I, I, I you actually yelled at me at, during one show because I said that Arizona was going to be tough this year, and you were like, "No, they're not. No, they're I not." Did, I did not believe in Kyler Murray at all. Um, and it's not that I still really believe in Kyler Murray. I do more than I did before the season. But the fact that I see that they can play the defense that they can play, they still give up too many points. It, but the fact that they can play the defense that they do and the fact that they can run the ball, they're going to outscore everybody. But the team that I was questioning is the Seattle Seahawks. Yuck. I didn't expect them to be in negative numbers for net points. I mean, I, I didn't think that they would be Super Bowl contenders, but I sure as crap did not think that they would have, that they would be a one and two team having a negative record right now. Okay, now, so go ahead. Now, unfortunately for the NFC North, almost every team in the NFC North has negative numbers for their net points. It's the only division that's really sucking. And even though Minnesota Vikings are in there and we think that Minnesota is going to be a little bit tougher and all that, Minnesota has nothing. Uh, uh, Minnesota may end up winning that division. We'll see. Uh, Green Bay's still got a chance to pull stuff out, but Green Bay is not looking... Yeah, I, I I just don't see it. Anyways. Oh wow. 17-13 now. Uh yeah, it's a 17-7 here. Oh look. 17-7. Are you sure it said 17-13? And they're about to kick an extra point to make it 17-14. Wonder why. Well, wait. TV How did San Francisco get two touchdowns in six minutes? Uh, I do believe that I wasn't actually watching, but I uh, I just turned it back on for a minute. I just want to see the score update. Well, my TV's like five minutes behind what you are. I don't right. know why. So Seattle to me, I think Seattle. I think Russell the Wilson. I remember, I remember last year Seattle started off awful because remember their defense was so bad they couldn't stop anybody. Right. And then everybody said, let Russ cook. Just let Russ cook. I don't think Russ can cook like he used to. I think Russell Wilson is aging quicker than a lot of people thought he would. He has been hit a lot in his career. 
and he's not a big guy. With that running game and the weapons that he has, there is absolutely zero excuse that Seattle is playing the way they are. Okay, my beliefs are very simple here. Seattle has not been a contender since they let Richard Sherman go. Well, that whole defense, for that matter. That entire defense was the reason that Russell looked as good as he did. Uh, Because he, he... that defense would go out there and, and Russell would have the ball right again. It's like he never had to break stride. He never had to have that, that moment of momentum changing. Uh, now, with that said, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson's, uh, let me bring this up for you. Russell Wilson is getting paid an awful lot of money, guys. Yes, he really is. And uh, that's... I I just... I don't think that the head office with Seattle has been able to do the job that other teams have done as far as salary caps and stuff like as far as uh, being able to keep a competitive team while let's see they're here. Okay. Their cap space at this point in time is only $10 million. They have the same amount of money that the Cleveland Browns have left. Now, I'm about to tell you when this thing finally figures out that it's going to open where the biggest amount of money is going and guess where that is. Where's that? Russell Wilson. Yes. $32 million. Bobby Wagner, $17 million. Dwayne Brown, $9 million. Right there are three players that are $10 million or more. You, you yeah. can't, you can't sustain a team that way. No, you can't. You know, Tyler Lockett is $8 million. So that's, he's only $2 million away from, from being and, a $10 million a year player. And, and, and I'm going to say this right now, because we, we always have this discussion on our Monday shows with the other two. <laughs> and it's always pay this guy, pay this guy, back up the truck, back up the truck. That's what happens when you back up the truck before <laughs> you're supposed to back up the fucking truck. The Browns are doing things smart. They're letting guys go into their last year of their rookie deal. And I know I sound like Burley right now. But what I'm going to say is. Actually, if you why, sounded like Burley right now, you'd be. This is why you wait. This is why. Why would you sign Nick? Up for? <laughs> well, because he doesn't have an option for next year. All right. Um, I, I have said this 
you and I both said this. Economics is economics. You have to understand economics. I like Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's going to make $30 million a year. Right now, if we signed him right now, it'd be a $30 million a year contract. Oh, absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, that would put us $20 million over the salary cap. But we don't know what the salary cap's going to be. I mean, you mean if we would have done it this past If we backed up the truck when your kid wanted us to back up the truck. Gotcha. So, since... We would have had to either cut some people or pay the luxury tax. Here's here's the problem with where we're at right now. If we would have... Say we would have paid him $36 million this year. Say we signed a contract for $36 million a year this year. That contract's going to be front-loaded. So even though we're paying $36 million as his base salary, we're getting hit with probably 40 to $45 million because all of the signing bonus is going to be front-loaded. Yes. With that, that would have put us 20 million over the salary cap. Right. And the other thing... Hang on. I'm not done with my... The point that I'm making. We only have... Most of our players... The average salary of most of our players is $5 million a year. Yes. Which means that that's five starters that you're going to have to get rid of for Baker Mayfield. Uh, yes. And that, that's what, that, that's what I was going to say is this is why when you look at teams like the Rams and what the Eagles did with Carson Wentz, you also got to understand you can't look at it as a fan. You have to look at it as the team's aspect is, you know, when you sign a quarterback for $150 million over five years and X amount, 90 millions guaranteed, you also have to accept that your salary cap is going to be hit probably harder three to four years from now. Right. So now if you're not getting the productivity that you thought you were going to get, you're totally fucked just like Philadelphia and the Rams were. The Rams didn't only trade the number one overall pick that they gave $150 million to. They traded him and gave up two first-round draft picks and a third. Why? Because they knew that they they couldn't afford $33 million a year. And the guy that they were paying it wasn't giving their money's worth. Uh, you know what? This is why you wait. Here's the sad fact with Jared Goff. Uh, whether he was worth the money or not, the fact is, is that that contract was signed. We went into a pandemic. There's no, no quarterback besides Dak Prescott that during a pandemic 
got more money than Jared Goff. How, how many how many quarterbacks signed for more money during the pandemic? Nobody. But the, okay, but this is where where I relate these things to the Browns and Baker Mayfield, which Baker is ultimately Mayfield is. The whole time with Dak, you know, they, they, they franchised him. So it's a little different, but all you hear every day, Dak's contract, Dak's contract, Dak's contract, Philadelphia. Are they going to sign Carson Wentz long-term? Are they going to sign Carson Wentz long-term? These, these meet, these sports pundits spent wasted hours on this shit. You don't hear this out of Cleveland. Nope. I don't think Baker Mayfield gives one fuck about his contract right now because he knows one way or the other, he's going to get his money. Right. I don't think he cares. You don't hear him. If people ask him about his contract, he just says, I have other people taking care of that. Next question. Three years ago, three years ago, Baker would have spent five minutes talking about it. That's why I truly believe that the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? In just prior to year 2023, I think they're going to try and wheel and deal Dak Prescott. Because 2023, uh, his contract was not, well, it's, front loaded but not not as bad as yeah it's definitely front loaded because the last year well no that's his unrefricted street his unrefricted street agent free agency is 2025 unrefricted street agent yeah next year Dak Prescott will make $95 million. Base salary, $20 million. Signing bonus, $13 million. Restructure bonus, $1,250,000. Cap hit of $34.450 million. So the cap hit's only 34 million, 30, almost 35. The cap hit is only 34 million. What he ends up making in total next year at the start of the season, he gets a check for $95 million. And and this is why, again, I mean, these stats are making my point. And the point that you make is... Okay, he's he's getting ninety five million next year, but it's only what'd you say the cap it was forty six, forty five? Thirty-four. Thirty-four. Okay. Well that sixty million has to get paid eventually. Yep. And then it has to be a cap hit eventually. Mm-hmm. So this is like I, this is why I hate these contracts. And and ultimately, ultimately, people they can't get rid of him. If they got rid of him this year, <laughs> next year's dead cap space is $77 million. 
I mean, I, I mean, if they get a couple Super Bowls out of it, then great. I don't think they're going to. What What is it? What is it that we do with May- Baker Mayfield then? Because that's well, a he, that's a forty million dollar a year salary there. He's actually doing himself a favor through three games. He hasn't looked bad. Hasn't looked bad. Hasn't looked the best. He, but he had a bad first quarter today. He threw a bad interception at the end of the Kansas City game. But other than that, I and mean, he's making good decisions. I, I'm not. I don't see people call Baker Mayfield a game manager. I don't say that. I say Baker Mayfield is, and I'm not going to compare him to Joe Montana. So please don't think I'm doing that. I, Joe I, Montana succeeded for one reason, because the system that he was put into by Bill Walsh. Okay. Baker is in the perfect system. Okay. I believe they have faith in him. I believe they trust him, but I believe they know his liabilities. I mean, there's going to be games that Baker's going to have to throw the ball 38 times, but they're going to be very few and far between because he's not going to need to. Why would you throw the ball when you can run? I don't know. Ask. I mean, quarterback that threw for over 300 yards today, that question. Okay, but maybe that team doesn't have a running game. All right, so. I I, Yeah, I agree. I'm not paying him right now, but he's making a case to get a lot of money through three weeks. All right. So I, I guess this is something that we really don't need to worry about at this point in time. Uh, you end up looking at the average salary for, for the rest of the people that are playing, the, the people where I think, I think Baker Mayfield's like Baker Mayfield's better than Derek Carr. Uh, he's definitely better than Beth Ben Roethlisberger right now. Um, you know, either way next year, the salary cap's going to be different. We don't know what it's going to be, but once we hear that, I think that's when, when Cleveland will make the decision on, on what to pay Baker. Um, see one and thing, it'll, it, it'll actually be left up to Baker though, because if Baker goes to the super bowl this year, he's well, worth the ever- price tag just went up. Yeah, he's worth every dollar he asked for, I think. And and they'll be able to afford it. Um, I mean, the thing is, ultimately, one thing Ryan is actually right about is, yeah, you're going to have to pay your quarterback, and it's going to cost you a few weapons, defensively, offensively, yes. whatever. But that's true for any team. But it's like, okay, but we don't want to do that. So then what do we do? Go just go get another quarterback. <laughs> we can't do that. So yeah, we're gonna lose. We'll lose a guy like Jarvis Landry eventually. You know, we'll, we'll, we won't be able to keep Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, both of them. 
I mean, Chubb signed, but you know, we might not be able to re-sign Kareem on. Depends on what he, look what he did today. I know we signed for two more years, and that's fine. But four years from now, once that big contract is signed, we can't afford some of these guys anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's the risk reward what you do with it. If you win, it's all good. But if you well, don't, well, I mean, I, I think you, I think everyone has to understand that this year we have four players over ten million dollars. Next year we have nine. Yeah. Now, and again, I, I will say that, okay, see, now Andrew Barry and John Dorsey looked at things totally differently. John Dorsey liked to, liked to backload contracts. Andrew Barry does not like to do that. Right. Because he doesn't want to be caught with his pants down three years from now. So a lot of those guys that are bumping up next year were John Dorsey signings. Right. Doesn't mean we can't restructure. I mean, again, the Browns could never, ever, ever say, oh, man, hey, will you restructure your contract? Because we're a good team and we're a Super Bowl contender. Now they have that ability to go, hey, you know what? We'll give you a, a little bit maybe up front, restructure your contract. Teams do it all the time. Right. That's how Tampa Bay brought everybody back. Half them guys restructured their contract. You know, I, the – Okay, as far as it goes for next season, we only have three players on the the 53 that uh that that are up for or that whose contracts are up. Right. It's uh there's an offense. Is it Treader? No, it's Anthony Walker. Oh yeah, we signed him for one year. Right. Malik Jackson and Jadavian Clowney. All guys we signed for one year. Yes. Everybody else is, is back next year. So I the Packers so, so honestly, that does kind of make it that next year would be probably the best year to deal with the Baker Mayfield situation. Well, I, I think they have to deal with it. I don't think I, I don't I don't want them to franchise him. I, because and this is why. If you're a team in a cap situation, which again, when you franchise a quarterback, they make a lot of fucking money. Right. So it's it I don't want to leave that bitter taste in Baker's mouth going, well, we can't figure anything out, so we're going to franchise you. I want Baker to be Baker, so they have to figure – I don't – I believe – I don't think it's going to get done during the season, truthfully. If it does, I wouldn't be totally shocked. But I think it is going to happen shortly after the season's over. Personally, I do believe that they have already discussed it. Oh, I'm sure they have. They're just keeping it quiet, which is a good thing. And I'm fine with that. Uh, you know, 
I, I, I just, I keep looking, I keep looking at, at the numbers in front of me and the economics in me sits back and says, uh, I don't want to pay anyone $37 million a year. But you, but it, again, if you don't, you're going back to the drawing board. And that's, that, that's exactly what your son kept saying to us. Right. But the other thing is, is, okay, let's, let's talk about Kansas city. Okay, Kansas City didn't lose. Let, let's let's just say in the offseason, Kansas City didn't lose a ton. They they tried to build their offensive line. They got a they got one guy through the draft. And then they're signing these old veterans. And they're signing them for not a ton of money. So what are you going to get for not a ton of money? You're going to get a lot less talent. Because they paid Patrick Mahomes all the fucking money they just paid him. So, conceivably, Kansas City's declining because they had to take some other weapons away. But okay. he got he got a god contract. So, but his god contract is not doesn't take place until next year. Well, yeah, but you got to think for the future. I understand that, but that's not a part. Listen. Here, here's the here's the deal with Kansas City. They only have two million dollars cap space. They just signed Patrick Mahomes to a mega contract. Didn't they also sign Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey like the year before? Uh, let me see there. I, I think they did. Those guys are. I, I they had they had to have signed them. It's coming up. All right, so Tyreek Hill, yes. Yes, he is 15, 15, 18 million dollars a year. 15 million. Okay, so Tyreek Hill is 15 million dollars a year, and Travis Kelsey is seven million dollars a year. Frank Clark is he's making money. 25 million dollars a year. What about Chris Jones? Chris Jones is $8 million a year. Teran Mateu, $19 million a That's year. That's unbelievable. That is unbelievable for a safety. What did, what did we give John Johnson? Uh, I think that was like $2 million. I mean, statistically wise, they're very comparable. He just doesn't have the name. That's uh. You're yelling again. Let's see here. I'm I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. God, Jimmy Garoppolo is getting mauled. John Johnson. John Johnson. I don't even the see third. him. Don't see him on the list. It's Where John Johnson you? the third. Okay. Okay. First there he is. Hold on. Hold on. I just saw. Him. I just saw him. John Johnson. Yes, we are paying him $3.6 million. What was it, three years? Uh, it's His total is $13 million for three years. Okay. So it's probably three plus an option. Uh, we have him. Let's see. He signed 2021. 
we have them 2022, 2023. Oh, we my have, God. We have two option years, 2024 and 2025 are options. Did he really right. just lose that ball? Dude, they called pass interference. No.